Empower Radio presents the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello and welcome everyone. You're listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Each week we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. If you're listening to this right now, chances are you are likely going through some major change. In fact, you may even feel as if you're in an endless cycle of complete transformation over and over again. Not only are we in this pattern of change, but the world, the whole world is in transformation evolving, growing, expanding, and changing. Change is a continual process of life, and it's healthy, yet we are going through what experts call the great turning, a shift from the industrial growth society to a life-sustaining regenerative civilization. Others call it conscious evolution, where humanity is waking to a new level of consciousness and evolving as a species into a heart-centered species that creates cooperative communities that care for all life. No matter how you view these times of radical change, sometimes it feels like we are stuck in the muck And during those times, fatigue sometimes sets in. I recently saw a quote by Jeanette LeBlanc that said, you will survive the transformation over and over again, and you will fly. And the over and over again part is really helpful for us to take note. Transformation will be a demanding part of our life on this planet for the next several decades to come. The invitation is to focus first on our own personal awareness and evolve consciously. Choosing to consciously change for ourselves and then to be a part of the change you wish to see in the world. You are a part of the solution. So today... I've invited my friend Cheryl Lynn back to talk about navigating change. And I invite you to take a few deep breaths, open your mind and heart, and settle into your essential wholeness. As I introduce Cheryl Lynn again, she's an intuitive, a visionary, and wise, wise healer, assisting others on their soul's journey with her writing, channeling, and energetic healings. And like I mentioned last week, she's my bestie. I'm always delighted to bring her profound wisdom and prophetic vision to you, my dear listeners. So welcome back, Cheryl Lynn. Thank you, Julie. It's great to be here again and to continue the conversation we started last show. Yeah, I'm going to just invite our listeners to tune into that. I we 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 titled that Releasing and Reimagining Everything. You can go look at it's the episode before this one in the archives. And we're moving from this release, releasing and reimagining everything to really recreating 
everything, recreating the future right now. And where do we begin? This transformation process can be fatiguing and literally looking out into the world around us. Sometimes it's anxiety provoking and scarier than H-E-L-L. It, it, it's really an important time on the planet. But Cheryl, I want us to begin with this idea of the over and over and over again part, because literally we're in a transformative process. And it's not like we change and then we're here, we've arrived and we're done because that's not how life works. So not only are we growing and evolving and changing as a part of life, but we're in this larger context of evolution on the planet that this huge process i love how um many experts talk talk about this as the great turning on the planet so the invitation is to literally transform and evolve consciously but when i brought in over and over cheryl let's start there what does that over and over and over part mean to you well, it's so perfect because yesterday, just, you know, as I was thinking about us doing this show together, I ran across a blog post from someone who, um, someone named Ted Bauer, who last May did this really great post. And I, I ran across it again and he talked, the title of it is Imagine If You Were Born in 1900. I don't know if you've run across this, but it's so it, it so brought me back to remembering that we're that we have been in a con- constant evolutionary process. That's part of the human journey. That's like why we're here. And he talks about without you know going into all the details of the article. It was just talking about how hard things are now that you know we're going through all this these um, radical shifts and changes and dealing with the pandemic and global unrest in so many ways and environmental issues and all of these things. But he goes through a timeline of someone who was born in 1900, who went through, you know, when they were a teenager, World War One starts, and then the Spanish flu, and then, you know, and all the deaths that go along with it, millions and millions and millions of people, and then the Great Depression, and then, you know, unemployment drops, and the, you know, the world economy is crashes, and then World War Two starts, and then there's a smallpox epidemic, oh, and we forgot about the Spanish flu, that was, you know, <laughs> and anyway, and then the Korean War, and then the Vietnam War, and polio, and it just brought, I looked at it, and read it again because I looked at it when it first came out last year and I'm like, oh yeah, when have we not been going through a radical shift? It's just, this is the one that we're in right now. Um, And when you're in it, I don't know about you, but that helped me to remember that. It doesn't help when you're sitting at home and feeling like, you know, you, you can't do the things that you had wanted to do because of, you know, things being locked down or, um, you know, other kinds of restrictions. It can, it can feel like this is the worst, you know, this is the worst, you know, epidemic pandemic that we've ever had. Well, not really, (laughs) you know, there, there have been ones that have been pretty awful and probably ones that came even before they were there, they were recorded in history. So with that, that just makes me sigh a big sigh of, um, 
not so much relief, but just kind of like, okay, so here we are on this human journey. Mm. And it includes things that are hard. <laughs> they're, they're not easy. And how do we not just survive, but how do we thrive through these times is the question that, that I'm putting out to us to, you know, move through. I like that. Not to just survive, but to thrive. So I think this is an important piece. I just want to um, presence this, that literally from that perspective, it's brilliant. By the way, share that with me. We'll put it on the All Things Connected page with the show page. And so people can read that blog post. It, it feels so relevant to our conversation today. But as we look out, I mean, it's like there's these both of these things. There's there's the natural progression and evolution of everything. And there's almost this um, kind of like this reset to a higher frequency going on at the same time. So we have growth, change, n- natural law, you know, it's like, just like you're saying with that blog post, it's like we're always going through change and transformation. And now it's just like everything is tweaking up to a new frequency, but it doesn't have to be this huge, radical, scary thing. The world is changing. And, it, you know, it appears that everything out there is broken and needing significant change. But if we use that caterpillar butterfly metaphor, it's really helpful to just imagine the world in a chrysalis stage. And in all the old systems and structures that we created prior to this understanding of our interdependent, interconnected nature of reality, that all those systems and structures no longer serve us or contribute to this healthy whole worldview that we talk about. So we're in the process of deconstructing to that liquid state and reforming to a higher order. And it doesn't have to be this, oh my gosh, destruction as we look outside or brokenness or whatever, that literally this impulse of creation is just continuing to move through everything to create greater life. It's like this abundant, creative, thriving, like you mentioned, Cheryl, as well as healing and transformation. So um, I think when we bring in the not just surviving to thriving, we have to trust this process. There's this divine designing intelligence, guiding evolution forward that's, that's, an innate part of who we are as part of nature, part of creation. And it's, it's, it's working in a personal level, a cultural level and a planetary level as we really understand ourselves in our wholeness. It's nature's design, right? So where do we go from here? So here we are really understanding ourselves and waking up to this as well as being in the process of change so for humanity to thrive, like you mentioned, our entire planetary ecosystem must thrive. We must wake up to our interconnectedness. So Cheryl, where do you want to begin when you think about that thriving element that we're not just here to survive? We really are here to create this next level of creation itself, to co-create it with creation and move into thriving. And we must do that together as a healthy whole. Where do you want to begin in this conversation? 
So as you were speaking, I I had this image, and I don't know if you've ever seen, there's this um, this series, it's called Life After People. I've never. Oh, that sounds like a fun, uh, no, I haven't. I can't wait. I don't know, I don't know how fun it is, but it's fascinating imagining like the planet has no more people on it and what happens. And it's really cool. They do, you know, computer graphic, um, simulations of how like a building, you know, it would start to decay and then the, the grass grows up and then the ah. vine, then it, it kind of eats the building. <laughs> so I'm thinking of that as we're, as we're speaking, you know, what is it that happens? You're talking about the, you know, the divine spark, that divine nature that, that is guiding that divine force that is guiding us all. And what is it that we have to let go, go fill in the cracks as we're cracking things open, you know, in that show, it shows things like that, where stuff starts growing in places where we won't allow it to grow. If, if you get a crack in your foundation, you, you patch it up. You don't let things seep in and start growing in it, or it'll destroy the man-made building. But what if the building's not supposed to be there? You know, it's, it's goes so against nature uh, in a particular spot that, you know, there should be no building there. And so you, you allow it to fall apart. You let the natural forces take over. So when I was thinking about that for ourselves, what is that for us? What is it that as we're cracking open and, you know, for many, including myself, I have days where it definitely feels like I'm suffering. You know, it's not just pain, but it it really feels like suffering because I start feeling helpless. Like I've got to do something. I've got to, I've got to somehow protect the people I love or, you know, make a change in the world that, that really makes a difference. And, And I end up suffering in those moments just because I feel helpless. So in that space of things are cracking open, things are crumbling for me, what, what, always is the answer the solution in that moment is to let love lead the way so that i am more compassionate have more compassion for myself first of all and love for myself and realize that there are some hard days there are days where it's not that fun to to be part of you know the human uh culture going through the things that we're going through and just let that be okay. You know, that's what we talked about last last week. Let it be what it is. Yeah. But let that let yourself be filled up with love the, because love really is surrounding us. And there is, I don't care who the person is, I don't care how much evil they present on the surface, there is some loving impulse within them somewhere. You know, that's part of what I believe makes us human. And so if we can let that expand within ourselves and really, you know, just even in this moment, I'm just feeling, you know, the places in me that want to control and try and fix stuff, you know, um, personally, you know, with my family or with friends or with my business, you know, I got to get this done. It's like, no, just like open and receive the love and support of that divine impulse that's within each of us and know that that we're here not to suffer through and 
break things apart with our rage or our, well, I, I'm actually going to take that back. Sometimes it is that we're supposed to use <laughs> our anger to break things apart because that's, some things are so solid that that's the only way they're going to get reborn is to break them apart. So it depends on your personal mission and your reason for being on the planet. Um, but for me personally, you know, it usually is a much softer approach because that I have found for me works, works best. And that's really more what I'm here for. So I would say letting that love guide us. Mm, I love that letting the love guide us. And what, what I was hearing as you were speaking that I really just want to breathe into in presence here and invite everyone to take a few breaths and breathe into their heart is that to let love lead the way. That's not saying we're leading it. We're literally following love. But to let love lead the way, we have to drop into our hearts. Like the communication begins in our heart. I posted yesterday on Daily Dose of Soul Care um, a piece where I played with a quote um, about spiritual healing that what people resist most about spiritual healing is changing their minds. And so I, I mused into changing your mind, opening your mind and getting out of your mind that literally, as you say, let love lead the way. We have to get our minds out of the way because we think we know the answers. We think we know the direction. We, our mind wants to control and literally that's not letting love lead. It's literally when our we go into our heart space, our heart comes into coherence with our mind. And then we literally can follow that impulse of love or that impulse of creation that wants to lead the way. And so that in itself is a beautiful prescription there, Cheryl, for all of us to get our mind out of the way, to open our minds more, but really opening our heart so that the love can lead. I love that. You know, it's so funny as you were talking, I was thinking about some people in my life that I know talk about something similar, like letting, you know, letting love be present, dropping into their heart, but it still feels like a mental <laughs> exercise. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to meditate every day and then I'll be in my heart. And it's like, no, no, that may help. That may be a tool that for some people that that really does work. And sometimes that is the way in, but it's not, it really is letting go. It's allowing yourself to just be where you are and not trying to let love in, but, but being still enough to see it, to feel it, to experience it, to see that you, that actually is who you are and what you are, that, that element, it like, you can't help, but having that be a guiding force. It's only when the mind tries to uh, put it in some sort of a spiritual box. I will say that's what I'm kind of talking about. A spiritual box, like, oh, I'm so loving. And oh, really, you know, is that, is that how you walk around most of the day? <laughs> you know, I, I certainly am not loving all the time. Um, not that, you know, we have to be a hundred percent there all the time, but I think there's a, there's a, there's a way of being that has to do with really softening into it 
and recognizing it within yourself. Okay, so let's just (laughs) stop and allow in this moment the expansion of this, because this is an important point. And I'm going to breathe into this before break. We have we have five, six minutes here. I think this is important of what does that really mean to let love lead the way? And what does it really mean to drop into our heart space without the mind controlling? What does it mean to allow the impulse of creation co-create through us and this heart space is it an enigma is it real is it i mean like literally science is showing us bringing our awareness into our heart brings us out of our minds but cheryl let's let's just really let's let's muse into this here because what does it really mean when you say let love lead the way i say tap into the unified field and allow that impulse of creation to lead. Like, what are we saying? I think we're saying the same thing. Some people might say this is God, creator, source. Some people might say it's the unified field of consciousness. It's, you know, the universe itself. It's what, like, what does it really mean to you? What does let love lead the way? What does that really mean? Hmm. (sighs) Um. I think the reason that I use the word softening is because, or the term softening, it's, it's one of those things where when you let everything else go, that's what's there. And letting every, the letting everything else go, from I would say probably most of us, requires a little practice. It's like we're out of practice of just, with just being. I think um, the fact that a lot of places are on lockdown and we're spending a lot of time by ourselves, more time by ourselves, is giving us the opportunity to at least see how much our minds are always operating to try and keep busy and do stuff and get stuff accomplished. And when that gets taken away, then we have an opportunity to be still and to be quiet. And I think there's lots of ways, and I'm sure you can think of quite a few as well, lots of ways to access that unified field, to access our heart center, to access the part of us that is connected to everything, as you say, all things connected. And one of the gifts that I personally have been given by, by creation is to move myself, you know, four years ago, I moved from a busy city in Arizona to the middle of nowhere here in upstate New York. And if I get too in my head and I just walk out my door, I mean, if the weather's nice, I can go lay in the grass or lean up against a tree and I'm there. I'm like right there. There's just me. There's the tree or the grass or the snow and there's a stillness enough stillness in that moment where I can see that all the stuff that I think with my mind is just stuff 
you know, and that, and that a lot of it is not all that important in the, in the grand scheme of things. And that my connection to the world around me is, is very present in nature. I didn't have that experience very often until I moved here. Um, so that's one way. There's lots of other ways, though, which I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure you have lots. Well, that's a good reminder just um, in itself because so many people are in busy cities and um, nature can be hard to connect with for for some and I think that's an important piece. I love that you brought in that connection because literally that stillness, that still small voice emerges in that quiet stillness. And that's that voice of love or that impulse of creation itself. And so, yeah, laying in the grass, connecting with the tree, breathing the fresh air, connecting with pure water, running water, you know, it's just there's so many beautiful ways of connecting through nature that brings us to that place. Mm. Uh, and so as we go into break here I'm just feeling this um, impulse of creation itself that does work through all things whether we're consciously aware or not it's like our subconscious mind is beating our hearts and breathing our lungs right here right now and that's the impulse of creation, you know. So um, I'm really glad you brought that here. But it is an important piece for us to continue to explore, you know, all those listening is what does that really mean? Um, I'm working with um, our community, with, with Good of the Whole, and we're looking at language. Is how do we create the language so that we all really can comprehend and, and experience this vibrational frequency of love that's leading. Like, we need new language. Many, 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 many are, are waking to this impulse and this vibrational frequency where love is leading or this impulse of creation is designing, you know, and, and we're just co-creators. And so I think it is important for us to continue to wrestle with this question what does it mean to let love lead the way so i'm i'm really glad you brought that in cheryl we're going to take a quick break and if you have an impulse during the break and you want to share it cheryl bring it back in and for those of you listening share it on our facebook page so we can continue this we're going to take a quick break when we return so much more we'll be right back Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. 
that single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadapted.org. Get Fire Adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Yeah, you, it's me, your heart. Listen to me. We've got to talk. High blood pressure is serious, and yours? Whoa. What happened to us? We used to be so much more active. But lately, you've been ignoring me. I know you think I'm just going to keep ticking away forever, but you're wrong. You can do so much more to control your high blood pressure. Doing the minimum isn't doing enough. I'm under a lot of pressure and can quit whenever I want. Bet you didn't know that. But I like my job. Just treat me better. Check on me. Give me something green to nibble on every once in a while. And maybe we can do some exercise on occasion. Let's get to it. After all, we're in this together. Listen to your heart. Don't let it quit on you. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. Find out how at heart.org slash blood pressure. Check change control. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Peekaboo. Peekaboo. Smile. Smile, buddy. Come on. Smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah. Maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby. I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com, where you'll find all the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. Also stay connected all week on my Facebook page, All Things Connected with Dr. Julie, where we continue the conversation. I invite you to be a more conscious courageous and compassionate co-creator of the beautiful healthy world we depend on come work with me there's lots of different ways you can do that and you can check out those opportunities at juliecrawl.com i'm here with cheryl lynn my bestie this amazing beautiful soul on the planet you can find out more about cheryl's offerings and her work at CherylLynn.com. I'm going to spell it for you because there's two R's and two L's, and that will help you remember this website. It's Cheryl, S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-L-I-N.com. Again, two R's, two L. Cheryl 
lynn.com. Okay, Cheryl, I have to bring this back in because I'm chuckling. Um, one of our PSAs talked about listening to the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and we were talking about letting love lead the way. And I have to say that there's, I just want to, I just want to bring this in for those um, who are listening because trusting in a higher power can be a different way of looking at this. Trusting in a guiding force, this impulse of creation that I talked about, and you trusting, letting love lead the way. When you say letting love lead the way, it's like, yes, listening to our heart, but it's listening to the love that's coming through the heart. Sometimes we refer to that as God, creator, source, or the force of nature. But I just want to say, when I get anxious or unnerved about something, that maybe I'm seeing in the world. Um, yesterday was a, a good example, and I don't even have to say, but I tuned in to kind of listen to what was happening in Washington, D.C. And sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, you know, don't they see this? Don't they see, you know, and when we look outside, we can, we can say, what's going on? But when I want to know, when I want to come back into my... Um, what do I want to say? Just this fertile place of, of, of goodness and, and truth with a capital T and, and get to know, K-N-O-W, know something, the knowing without a shadow of a doubt. I go back to a knowing of a loving, benevolent force working in the world. And I think that's this love that we're talking about. That's this creative impulse, this creative force, this force of love, that there is a benevolent creative force. And when I go there, I come back into a truth. I come back into a knowing. I can check, um, check things. And I, I, yeah, there's just something there. One of my favorite mentors on the planet always used to say, God is up to something here. And, and so I, I love that perspective that, that when we come back into that awareness of a benevolent force, it does take us out of our mind and help us trust in something much greater than ourselves. I wonder if anything emerged for you during the break, Cheryl. Yeah, I think well, based on what you just said, kind of encapsulating what I was thinking about is God is everywhere. Because I was, I was thinking about um, in nature, you know, that that if you live in a city, you know, the thing that you said, you know, it's easier out here in the country because you just walk outside and there's a tree and there's grass and there's, you know, it's it's so visible. But but what is nature really? If we we really are part of the natural world, we're part of all of creation. That God, if you, I'll just use God for now. If you, if that bothers you, you can switch to a different different term. But yeah. uh, you know that God, God is in everything. It's in us. It's in all of nature. That you know we what we call nature, but even in the things that have been created by man, there is. There, there are particles of all of it in everything. So even something that we deem as, you know, like poison or 
um, something really ugly, you know, a building that's maybe falling apart and is really ugly. If you can find the God in that, if you can find the creative spark in that and see it just at, just for what it is as something that was created for whatever reason that the humans made up, that we humans made up to create, create these man-made objects. But even in that, there was a reason it was created and it served a purpose and continues to serve a purpose, even as it's crumbling and falling down. Mm. And so that I think for me is what I have to keep reminding myself as these structures are falling apart and, you know, people are fighting over, you know, the way, the right way to do things or the right way to think or all of that. It's like, well, you know, what if every point of view has somewhere in it a spark of that God presence? What about, what if everything, like even the things that we are just abhorrent to us and we think, well, that can't possibly have any element of God in it. Well, maybe to the person who's spewing the <laughs> or spouting off about um, whatever, uh, radical belief they have, maybe to them, they're actually seeing a spark of God in it. And mm. we're just not seeing it. So let me expand on that. I, I love that. Thank you, Cheryl. And so what if there's a spark of God in everything? And even in sometimes looking out into the world, we see polarization. And there could be this spark of God, even in this process right now, and just carrying this another step forward is this idea of reimagining everything, that reimagining everything is good medicine. So when I was listening to you, I was remembering that story of the girl who asked her mother about the ham. I think it was like Easter morning in this story um, where the, the young girl goes up to her mom and, and says, mom, why do you cut off the ends of the ham before you cook it? And she goes, well, I don't know. I just did it because grandma did it. Go ask grandma. And the little girl goes out and asks grandma, grandma, why do you cut off the ends of the ham before you put it in the oven and, and cook it? And she goes, well, I don't know. I just always did it because my mom did. And so the little girl goes over to great grandma and says, great grandma, why do you, we cut off the ends of the ham before we cook it? And great grandma says, well, because it never fit in my pan. And <laughs> that story is like, that's our medicine right now is that part of birthing this new world and and really managing change and transformation that's happening inside of us and in the world right now is really an invitation for us to question everything. Why do we do the things we do? What can we do different knowing what we know now so that, Cheryl, we're appreciating the God that's in everything, say the house, the, cr the house is crumbling. And literally in where I live, I drive by on this road and there's some old um, grain silos that, that are in an old farmstead. So there's a house and a barn and the barn has fell down and collapsed now, but there's these old grain bin, grain silo thingies that are there and the, that old house on the farmstead. And literally there's a new house that's built on this farm site, but the house 
has a tree growing out of it and the <laughs> old grain bins that were concrete literally have trees growing out of them. There's two of them. They sit right there. So as we see the God that's in everything, it is still an invitation for us to begin to question, why do we do the things we do and what can we do different now knowing what we know as we begin to reimagine the world. Um, so I just want to throw that ham story in because now we don't have to cut off the ends of our ham if we have a pot that's big enough now, but perhaps there's a new way of cooking that ham in the world today. So when I say that, does that spark a new sense of creativity in the, the listeners listening to this, but as you, Cheryl, does that spark anything inside of you as we begin to, this invitation to reimagine, ask those questions, reimagine everything? Well, I think that that's, that's what, what we're doing now. That's what each of us is being called to do, to look at every part of our life and see what feels like it still works or maybe needs a little bit of tweaking, but, it, you know, we can keep it. And what, you know, I don't know why we started doing that, <laughs> you know, and maybe we need to rethink it. You know, I just think about it here in the United States, some of the, some of the systems like Social Security and um, food stamps and, um, uh, you know, the the highway departments and, you know, all the, or the engineering departments and all these structures that we have. And, you know, some of, some of them definitely need a reboot. They need to be reimagined into something new. And as the problems come up, you know, instead of putting band-aids on things, that's one way of doing it. It's like, oh, well, this little piece doesn't work. So let's just put a Band-Aid on it and we'll deal with it next year. <laughs> you know, I think that that we often do that. But then it gets to a point where where things really aren't working. And are we willing to to look at it in a different way? Well, what 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 is this? You know, and look at other countries. I think that that is one of the things that I've noticed is more. it seems like science has opened things up with the the this pandemic because there are no borders to the well what is this country doing and what's that country doing and oh that looked like it worked oh nope that didn't work and just having us be more global about our vision for what could work for the future mm. um, even your story about the um, the farm that you drive by and I have a similar one here with a completely collapsed buildings that are taken completely over by vines. They could actually, they wouldn't have needed to do the CG for that um, Life After People show. They could just come to my neighborhood. Um, but even thinking about how the trees grew in, I wonder if the people that, that built the new house, you know, when the old one was, was falling down, I wonder if they looked at what didn't work about that house. You know, was it in a really soggy low, you know, location? And so they decided, oh, we're definitely not going to build, rebuild near there. We're going to go to higher ground. Did they look at the side? Well, they probably looked at the silos and there's lots of new, you know, better silos out there that are ways to store grain that they don't even need silos anymore or those same kind of storage. Um, so, again, reimagining and then allowing it to, they, they let it fall apart, right? They let nature take over. The natural world said, okay, well, this looks like a fertile place to grow 
some trees <laughs> and nature took over. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking about those people born at the turn of the century, as you mentioned, in 1900, and what they would say if they watched us now, like where we're at on the planet. I'm thinking about even, uh, you know, you you mentioned so many different systems and structures, and I think of education, and I think of media, and I think of healthcare, and it's like, why are we doing it the way we're doing it? Because we've always done it. We've evolved over time, and yet we evolved on a trajectory that was seeing ourselves as separate from everyone and everything and, and this creative impulse itself. And what would we recreate? What are we recreating as we're coming back into alignment? Another example is that our local news, I don't know about you, Cheryl, where you're at or listeners, wherever you are at, but our local news, all three local news channels have news, weather and sports. News, weather, and sports. And I, I often look at that, the local news and go, why do we have to have news, weather, and sports? And then we always have the national news feed that comes in to say, what's going on outside of our local area? But we spend probably a third of our news, weather, sports talking about sports. And sports lovers love it. You know, it's local sports. <laughs> and and it's, it's what we do. But as we're watching this evolution and this impulse that's moving through everything, this benevolent force, even our local newspaper has shifted in how they're doing news. And our local news, weather and sports, is beginning to become more digital, go online, and create new feeds. And I know there's a lot of hot, probably, opinions about news and what they are or are not bringing us local news is different than the syndicated outlets but still everything is in evolution and if we only look toward the bad or the our judgments of it as how it's wrong and how it's you know and all the con the conspiracies and the and we're not looking for the good in it we're not looking for the god in it we're going to miss a point so i Ooh, I like that, Cheryl. We've got to stop and pause and take your advice of looking for the God in it and looking for the good in it mm -hmm. so that we can evolve it to a higher order, not just throw it away. We can't throw it away. We're evolving. We're reimagining. We're recreating. And when we bring the God back in and the good back in, then we can evolve it to a higher place instead of just throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I think as humans, we're not going to allow the things that are near and dear to us to be thrown out. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. A lot of people will need convincing about certain things. Like if you're a sports lover, you're not going to want to know that they're going to change it to only one quarter of the newscast is now going to be sports. So that's going to be difficult. But if there's something of value being put there in its place that, you know, more people value, it's, it will be easier to swallow, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> so I look think at, I think about those who, um, well, I know I, I went over and watched my grandbabies this morning and their daddy had on the sports channel and he could leave it on all day long. You know, I have those that leave on the sports channel all day long. So things are changing and we all have so many beautiful choices. But I, I'm thinking of this 
time of recreating and where we're at and what we're talking about in this moment, Cheryl, is an important thing to just presence that it's like remodeling our home. We can literally go build a new home, just like that farmstead that you're talking about. We can make plans, go to higher ground, get rid of the soggy, you know, step in and, and really create that. Or we could also remodel a room or two or add on or and I, my husband and I are, are doing this right now. We've learned that for the two of us, our home is beautiful and perfect and and all of our needs are taken care of. And when our children and grandchildren come over, we're getting a little squished in the kitchen and dining room area and we're a little squished in the living room area. And then when we have extended family over, we're really crowded. And so we're looking at how do we just remodel to fit that need today like what what would what would happen if we took one area of our house and opened another space up and remodeled so that all of it flowed into a bigger living space and that's kind of a nice place for all of us to begin it doesn't have to be that we're going to go change the world but what's right in front of us that as we reimagine and we release what's what hasn't been working and we reimagine everything in this in this moment what what are those elements to bring the good and to bring the god into this moment to respond to it and recreate from that place it might be as simple as a small little remodeling in our lives and it might be this massive recreation that's 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 happening but it's happening through us right here right now creativity is the word that comes like that our you talk a lot about our creative impulse like and where that comes from and i think one of the things that happens i know for me personally but also certainly with with people that i talk to um where you're creative when you get when you get to a place where you feel a little depressed about what's happening in the world, it's hard to remember your creative spark. It's hard to tune into that. It's it, it's more of a challenge, let's say. But that is the thing that makes us feel so alive as human beings is opening up our creativity centers, our lower chakras, where the where you know the lower half of our body, where the energy to create something, to imagine with the brain, and then bring it into form, is is such an important piece because you can sit and dream about you know redoing your your uh, living space, <laughs> but unless you're actually excited about it enough to then also bring it into some sort of form then, you know, it's just sitting in your head and it's just gonna, you know, not do anything in the world, right? So I think that that's, that's the other piece is not just opening the heart and opening to what wants to be created through you in that way, but also, also allowing yourself to enjoy being human. And part of enjoying being human is we are creators. We are we are co-creators with all of consciousness, like the, the sky's the limit. And if you have an impulse in you to create something or to think of a solution to a, a, a problem 
that is out there in the world. You know, I ran across this other really cool um, article from, I don't know when it, when it was from, it was um, back during the polio epidemic, I think it was. I, I, post, I think I posted it on my Facebook page. And it talked about how they actually had, it shocked me, they had radio school in this one area. They actually had taught, so they had remote learning during the polio epidemic where, you know, kids could tune in and get their lesson from from their teacher. And, you know, they were short and then they would go and have their assignment and then they, you know, would come back the next day. So they actually were creative enough to figure out how to use radio back then to do it. So using technology, we, we of course, have, are way beyond radio. But, you know, they're thinking about all the kids that have no access to a computer that are missing out on learning opportunities. I, I haven't thought of very many creative solutions for that, but there's a lot of people out there that I know are working on, you know, how to have distant learning for and and, and how to use our resources that we have to solve problems like that. Mm. I love this conversation. I love that, I, and I, I'm like musing into the idea that during polio, they broadcast it on radio. Like how simple we could do that still for those that don't have internet. They do have local channels to broadcast in on TV and they do have radio. Like we can be creative here. And I love this, that we're literally, we're letting love lead the way in this conversation. We're letting the creative impulse lead the way during this conversation. And that's what we're called to do out in the world right here, right now is let love lead the way. Let the creative impulse lead the way. And maybe even consider those two things the same benevolent God force that we're talking about that is is this force that's leading the way um, something we can trust. And we all have to come to that place where we can trust it. So this is fun. We just have a few minutes left, Cheryl. Four minutes-ish, three minutes, two minutes-ish, um, <laughs> two minutes-ish. What last moment of wisdom do you feel to share to wrap this up we have one minute ish for you to kind of pull this into um a package here what what do, what do you want to share that we haven't shared yet what do you want to say well i think regarding guidance listening to guidance you know i think it's a mixed bag as far as people's experience of their higher levels of consciousness, creation, God. And the biggest question I get asked a lot, and I have a feeling you probably get asked often too, is like, how do I know I can trust what to trust and that I can trust those voices that, you know, I hear or um, the, the sense that I have or my intuition. And what I want to say to that is that as you, as you feel a lot, give yourself enough space to tap in and connect to that quiet, still place in you, that's when the voices of, you know, your mind that are trying to derail you are much quieter 
and can fade into the background. And from there, what you're left with is that pure connection to you and your higher levels of consciousness. And there's sort of this, I describe it as just this sort of peaceful knowing that happens when you're in that space. So the more that you can do to cultivate that, we talked about um, being vigilant for your vibration, and this is part of it. Just making sure that you have space to connect with that part of yourself that knows, that knows and trusts that you're being divinely guided every step of the way. Mm. Breathe into that. Yes, that beautiful, resonant, peaceful, calm place of knowing inside. Gorgeous. Thank you, Sherilyn. And thank you, listeners. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show. All things connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.